Hallelujah. His name is life. Break them all, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, let's praise the Lord today. Praise Him for still breaking chains. Praise Him for still bringing life. Praise Him because He's worthy today. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I feel overwhelmed with the presence of love that we feel in this room today. Hallelujah, Jesus. I've had people ask me, I tell them I feel the presence of the Lord, and they're like, what does that feel like? And I told them, it feels like being completely submerged in love. And that's exactly what I feel in this room today. And that's the power that can change everything about your life. That's where the healing comes from. That's where the breakthrough comes from. That's where it all comes from is God's amazing and abundant love for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you guys so much. You guys did an amazing job ushering us into the presence of the Lord once again. Hallelujah.
If you guys see any popcorn on the floor, just pick that up and put it in your pocket for us. We had an amazing weekend this weekend. You guys can be seated. Thank you guys so much for coming out and worshiping God with us on this Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, we had a movie night in here on Friday. It was incredible. God has been doing so many amazing things with this youth group, with this church, with the kingdom. Hallelujah. We had, uh, I know last week Pastor got up and we had amazing turnout. You guys really came through for these kids. And as of right now, we are going to have a wonderful camp. Everything is taken care of. God is amazing. Hallelujah. And I believe that this is going to allow these children's life to be affected forever. Hallelujah. Is there anybody still remember some camps they went to when they were a kid? I know I do. That's a time to grow. We still got, a, we got another event coming up too. We're still doing a car wash on the 10th. So if you guys want to come out June 10th, we're doing a gospel car wash. We're going to be blaring gospel music in the parking lot and we're going to be washing people's cars. There you go. Come on out and support us. Let these kids make your car look good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited to be here today. And I know God has put the message that I'm about to bring before you on my heart. And it involves my favorite scripture. If anybody's ever been around me for any time, you've heard me quote this scripture. John 10, 10. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Does anybody believe that today? It, is anybody sick of being stolen and killed and destroyed and we're time to start living in that rich, satisfying life? Because this is what God's word promises us. In the King James it says, life more abundantly. Life more abundantly. And that's what God has in store for each and every one of our lives, but it requires us to be willing to be changed by love. Anybody been changed by love? I don't know if you've known me before I was married, but there's probably a thousand things that I did before I got married that I would never do after I got married because I've been changed by love. Anybody ever seen a teenager who doesn't care about what he wears, doesn't, doesn't care about how he smells, doesn't care about his hair, and then all of a sudden he starts putting on deodorant, and he starts putting on nicer clothes, and he starts doing his hair a little nicer, and then you're like, hey, did you meet a girl at school? He's like, no. And you're like, <laughs> he's like, how'd you know? Because I could see it in your appearance because you begin to be changed by the love. Ah, oh, Hallelujah. Thank God that I've been changed by love. All of us in our lives, at some point, we change to have certain things that we want in our life. But God has incredible things in store for each and every one of our lives, as long as we're willing to be changed by his love. Pastor preached a sermon a while back, and he talked about faith and obedience. And I don't know what happened. Well, I know what happened. I was enlightened. God gave me revelation. But I went home and I started looking through my Bible and I started studying about faith and obedience. And I started realizing 
It's all through our Bible. And there's the key to unlock some of the greatest blessings that God has in store for our life. It's through faith and obedience. I have to, I have to believe the word of God. But I also have to obey what the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is speaking into my life in order to have the change that I need to live in a blessed life that's more abundant. Hallelujah. God never wants to change anybody for the worse, but He's always got a blessing right around the corner as long as we're willing to be obedient to the Word of God. Mm-mm-mm. That's powerful right there. There's a key in that right there. And pastor said that it unlocked it in my life. Because it's not just about believing. I can believe that all these great things are going to happen to me. But belief doesn't really get that in my life. And we hear these preachers who tell us that all you got to do is believe and this is it. But it does require more than that because I believe for things that didn't happen. I believe for miracles. And I didn't see that take place. But when we combine our belief with the obedience of the word of God, then God's plan starts to develop in our life. And we start to receive the blessings that he had planned for us all along. Because we've avoided the thief coming in and stealing and killing and destroying the plan that God has for your life. I decided after I've been studying this scripture that I'm going to view sin by this scripture. What is sin? What is stealing from me? What's taking my money? What's taking my possessions? What's killing my body? What's trying to stop me? And what is ultimately trying to destroy God's plan for my life? Because all of that comes from the enemy. And in the middle of all of it, God is wanting to give us a life that is rich and satisfying. He wants to change us through his love. But God's also gentle. And God is love. So he doesn't want to change you through force. He doesn't want to change you through anger. He doesn't want to change you through evil tactics. But he uses his very nature... To change everything about you. He uses love to change you. I've, I've always been a strong-headed kind of guy. I don't know if I get it from my mom or my dad. I'll, I'll let you guys think that out. <laughs> but I've always been strong-headed and I've always been willing to stand up and do what I know I wanted to do. But my little beautiful wife can get me to do anything she wants me to do. By love. <laughs> she doesn't have to fight with me, argue with me. But by love, I'm willing to do anything because I know that her love is what I really want in my life. And how much greater to have the love of an all-powerful God. How much greater to have a love from an all-powerful God. And there's nothing you can do to change his love for you. His love's going to be there. His love's always going to be there. But I also want some blessings. I also want to live in that love. I want people to be able to look at my life and say, there is a God. 
and he is real and he still answers prayers and he still makes a way and he still breaks the chains and he still helps us in our time of need but it's a covenant it's a covenant we make a deal God makes a covenant with us that if I will believe and obey his word then he will bless my life he'll order my steps in the path that I need to take oh hallelujah thank you Jesus for always being on our side God we don't always know what the path looks like I don't always know exactly where God wants me to be I may think I need to go a little bit this way but God knows that I need to be right where he needs me to be so many times we want healing we want things in our life God knows the quickest way to that route now I'm not the kind of person that runs to the doctor every time I have something wrong with me a lot of times I'll just try to rough it out but there was a point in my life where I had to have help from a doctor I had to sit in the doctor's office and I was like please you've got to fix something in me I've got a problem and they had to go in they had to remove some of my intestines and it was a big mess and it knocked me down for a while but I never doubted in the process of all of it that God was standing there next to me God it was always ordering my footsteps he was the one that was like go to the doctor he was the one who gave the doctor the wisdom to help me mm. we have faith in God but we don't always know the process that God's gonna use to heal us in our life I'm not going to go to the doctor. God's just going to heal me. Mm. I got a sister-in-law that's pretty positive that God helped her become a doctor so she could help people in their life. So we've got to be open to go down the path that God wants us to go down if we want to live in the blessing that God's planned for our life. Hallelujah. And ultimately, it's to obtain eternal life. Because I want blessings in this life, but this life is short. I just blinked and I turned 40. I don't know what happened. I thought I was still 20. But no, it goes quick. And before you know it, this life's over with. But the next life matters. Eternal life matters. So let's take a look in our Bible, in Matthew chapter 19. And let's look at a story where a man comes to Jesus and he asks Jesus, how do I obtain eternal life? So someone came to Jesus with this question, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? What do I got to do, Jesus? What can I do to get this eternal life? And Jesus responds to him, why ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, there is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. So right away, now this is Jesus in the flesh. If Jesus in the flesh says, I'm not good, how much more am I not good? nobody's perfect especially if the one who was perfect just said he wasn't nobody's perfect so I know we don't always like change in our life believe me I don't like change pastor was like make sure we have positive we bring positive messages and I, I, I titled this and I said I don't know change <laughs> that's not always positive people don't always view change as positive 
I should have used, uh, I should have used what you guys have been, <laughs> what's the title? Oh, man. Transformed. I should have been using Transformed, but you guys have been tearing that up on Wednesday nights. That has been amazing. If you guys have been missing it, you need to check it out. And I know I'm in the back with the youth, but I also run the podcast, so I hear everything. <laughs> and our podcast, by the way, we've, been, we've, been re we've reached over 15 continents. We play in over 30 states. God's word is going forth, even when we don't realize what's going on around here. But he says to him, I want eternal life. And Jesus tells him, keep the commandments. Jesus tells him the word of God, the word of God. That's what you need. Eternal life is in the pages. It's in the book. But the man says, which ones? And Jesus replies, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your mother and father. Love your neighbor as yourself. The, the golden one, the big one love and the man replies I've obeyed all of these commands so he's like I've already done all that I've done everything guys I've done everything I'm living a good life I'm going to church I'm doing what's right but I want more I want life more abundant and we, we you know we love we love new believers like, we love bringing people in here. We love talking about repentance. We love talking about baptism. We love talking about the Holy Spirit. We love seeing people get baptized. We, we love bringing people to salvation. And I've heard a lot in my life, but what next? What do we do after that? Like, I, I've repented. I've been baptized. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. Now what do we do? We live life more abundant it's time to live life more abundant it's time for our cup to fill over it's time for blessings to start reaching into other people's lives it's not over as soon as i've gotten salvation there's more to do there's time for me to be led by the spirit so that i can live a life more abundant and i can reach this world and i can show them how to have a life that's richly blessed I don't want to be like this guy where I think I've done it all. I've already done it all, God. I've obeyed all the commandments. So now I'm just going to sit back and, and do nothing. And, no. It's, there's still more to do. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. There's three ways that we hear the voice of God in our life. One is the Bible. One is the Word of God. One is the man of God, a prophet of God, who speak on God's behalf. And the other one is the Holy Spirit within you. All three of these should always align, but it's always God's word speaking into your life. There are times that I go, I don't know why God wants me to go talk to that person at the gas station. But I know it's the Holy Spirit inside of me pushing me in that direction. We have to hone into that voice. We've got to learn to be obedient with that. Because that's what's going to change us by love. That's what's going to change us through love. That's what's going to begin to make a difference in our life where we start living in blessing and stop living in the life where I'm being stole from and I'm being killed and I'm being destroyed and the enemy's after me. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. Give him praise for being on your side. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. So Jesus tells them, he says, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions, give your money to the poor, and then you'll have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. Jesus realized in that second that this guy was asking, how do I get eternal life? And God's like, it's not as easy as me just telling you one little answer right now. But I'm going to need you beside me so that we can walk. And when things pop up, I can say, nope, don't do that. Let's do this instead. Oh, let's go this way. Let's not stay where we are. Let's keep moving over here. Now, Jesus was here in the flesh then. The Holy Spirit hadn't came yet. So he realized that the only way we can have this happen is if you go sell everything you have and you come stand at my side and you walk through with me until I get crucified. But we're not living in that day and age no more. The God, Jesus told us he will send a comforter that will remind us of what he said. That'll remind us on what we need. That'll lead us where we need to go. And we're filled with that Holy Spirit. Every one of us here who's spoken tongues and been filled with the Holy Spirit, we have that Spirit living inside us that tells us when we need to go left, when we need to go right, when we need to do this, when I need this. And that's where the blessing trickles into our life from. But it's allowing that Holy Spirit to change everything about my life by love so that I can display that love to the world. That's what Jesus told him. He wanted to love this man. Go give everything away and come be with me. Come experience my love. Watch it change your life and you will have eternal life. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're not serving a God who wants to leave us the way we are. We're not serving a God who sees us dead and leaves us dead. We're serving a God who resurrects the dead. We're serving a God who fixes problems, who solves issues, who wants to make every life better. Nobody came to Jesus and didn't leave changed. We left changed. Everything about me is different. It's been changed by love. He didn't hurt me when he changed me. He didn't, he didn't break me. He fixed me. He made me better with his loving, gentle hands. Hallelujah, Jesus. But it says here, after Jesus told them that, that the man got sad. When the man heard this, he went away sad because he had many possessions. He already had a lot of blessings in his life. So he didn't get what he came for. And then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter into heaven. It's hard for anybody to get into heaven. I don't know if you've met very many human beings, but we're we're a pretty awful group if you really look at the core. But God has a way of taking these 
not good human beings and transforming them into loving, caring Christians who want to win the world, who want to reach the lost, who will stop and help you with a flat tire on the side of the road, who will give you the shirt off their back if you need it because we've been changed by love. It's hard for people to make it into heaven. And the disciples were astounded. And they asked, then who can be saved? Who? If this is the way, if this is the way it is, if it's so hard, he was a rich guy. He did all the commandments. He had everything right. Who can enter into the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Because God's still in the business of changing people. He's still in the business of fixing your problems. He's still in the business of handing out eternal life. He's never going to stop as long as we're willing to be faithful, obedient, and willing to be changed by his beautiful love. And then Peter says to him, Peter looks at him and says, hold on a second. We gave up everything to follow you. Like, we gave up everything. And that's where a lot of us are sitting right now. God, I've given up stuff for you. God, I've given up these things for you. I, I believed. I'm at your side. You're walking with me. What about us? What do we get? And Jesus replies, because Jesus, he's not going to leave them there. Jesus is like, I want to show you the blessing that I've already dumped out in your life. And Jesus replies, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon the glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. He's changing us. He says, I'm changing you. I know right now you're just 12 guys wandering around with me in the wilderness, but there's a change that I've already going to promise you that one day you're going to sit on high with me on thrones judging the tribes of Israel because of what you've given up for me. Because you were willing to be changed by my love. And everyone, now he's talking about all of us, everyone who has given up house or brother or sister or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will receive eternal life. Hallelujah. But many who are greatest now will be the least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. He says, I'm getting ready to change everything. I'm getting ready to change everything. And you guys aren't going to understand because some of the people who were real low, I'm about to change and make real high. And some of the people who've been walking around on easy street are not going to have that easy of a time. But I'm going to be the difference maker because of what you've given up for me. He's a God who likes to change us. He's a God who wants to change us. He wouldn't really be that good of a God if he didn't want to change us. If he wanted to leave me the way he found me, that's not very good. I was broken. I was no good. I was nothing. I didn't have love in me. I was willing to fight. I was full of hate. But God 
didn't leave me the way I was. Yeah, he loved me, but he didn't leave me. He says, I got better for you. We got better for your life. I'm going to bless your life. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to change you. As long as you're going to listen, as long as you're going to obey, as long as you're willing to be changed, I can make your life better. And that's his desire for you because he loves you. We know that. Romans 5. Romans 5, 8 and 9 tells us that. What does it tell us? But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. While we were still sinners, he loved me. He loved me when I was a sinner. Does that mean he wanted to leave me that way? Does that mean, he, okay, I love you, Dan, so you're good enough now. You don't love me if that's the case. I love my children. I don't just leave them. I don't just not teach them anything. That wouldn't be a very loving father. But I want to raise them up. I want to give them blessings. I want to teach them certain things. Hey, if you're, if you're happy, your boss will bless you at work. Hey, if you're loving, your wife will love you. Hey, if you live this way, you can have a blessing. And I'm just a human father. How much greater our Heavenly Father? How much more does He want to bless your life? He doesn't want bad things for your life. He wants the best things for your life. But there's an enemy who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy you. And that enemy wants to convince you that God doesn't want to change you. That God loves you just the way you are and He's going to leave you in that broken, nasty mess. And I've heard people use this scripture to preach that message. I've heard people tell me, well, I was, he loved me when I was a sinner. So, still loves me. Yes, he still loves you. He loves you so much that he'd like to bless you. If you would just allow him to change you by love. If you would just allow him. If you would believe and you would obey you would watch God transform your life into something amazing. Life more abundantly. And we know that that's not what he meant by this. We know he didn't mean God loves you while you're a sinner. He's going to leave you a sinner. He's never going to make your life any better. But he's going to love you. We know that's not what he says because you got to keep reading the whole book. When you get down to chapter 12, chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2, he tells us something a little bit different. He tells us, yes, God loved you when you were still a sinner. But he says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of what he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Hallelujah, Jesus. You want blessings in your life, you better figure out how to worship Him. Hallelujah. I worship God before He does things in my life. Just to prepare because I know He's a God who loves me. I know He wants to do these beautiful things in my life. So I might as well start worshiping Him now. Because that's His character. 
Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable, because this truly is the way to worship. Don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let him transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Mm, now that just hits home right there. We could preach on that for a second. How's he going to change this, Dan? Pastor Dan, this is a great message, but how? How do I, how do I become changed by love? Like, I, I want to believe, I obey, I'm reading, I'm doing the best I can, but I'm not seeing the blessings. I'm still getting, I'm, they're still stealing from me. They're still trying to kill me. They're still trying to destroy me. How? But Paul writes it right here very beautifully. By changing the way you think. God can change everything about your life by changing your mind with love. If he can plant love in your mind and everything in life that you see, you look through the lens of God's love, your life starts becoming blessed. Your life starts getting blessings dumped into it because you're not living in hate. You're not walking around like the world, but you've allowed him to change your perspective into his perspective. And that's when you start seeing the path that he's laid before you. That's when you start realizing, if I go left right here, there's a blessing around the corner. That's when you start seeing that the enemy's stealing from you. So many times we'll let him come in and steal stuff because we don't realize what's going on. But if God can transform our minds to be a mind that's filled with love and compassion like his, we can realize things are going on in my life. I'm not going to let you cross this line and destroy my family. I'm not going to let you cross this line and steal a blessing from me. I know God's blessing my life and the enemy can't steal that away from me. Because I'm going to be full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be open to what the enemy's trying to do in my life. And I'm going to believe and know that God's on my side changing me for the better. When you learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. God has a will for each and every one of our lives today. It's not for the bad. It's not to make your life worse. It's not to test you to see. It's good, pleasing, and perfect. Hallelujah, Jesus. We have a God who loves us, who wants the best for our life. We should be walking around in this life with that mentality. Not what's going to go wrong. We threw this movie night this weekend. I didn't go, well, you know, we're going we're gonna to probably destroy all the seats. We're probably going to rip up the carpet. Nobody's probably going to show up. We're probably not going to make any money. Nothing's ever going to go right that night. I had to get all that negative. That's, that's, that's not God's way of thinking. That's not, that's not my God. My God loves us. My God wants to bless us. My God's going to make sure that everything goes smooth and everything works out. And I walk in that faith. Now, we, 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 did we have some problems? Of course we had a couple of little problems. No big deal. God's on our side. He's going to keep making sure that my steps are in his path. As long as I'm willing to be obedient. Hallelujah. You guys will come close this service out. I'm so happy that we serve a God who's still in the business of changing lives. He's never getting out of this, guys. 
He will be changing us all the way until he comes back again. I don't ever want to find myself like this rich man who says, I'm perfect. I got it all. I did it all, God. There's always something he's making better. There's always something that he needs to improve. Even when you're standing up here preaching, there's a lot of things God's still working on in my life. And I have to keep my attitude correct. I've got to stay in a position where he's still able to change me by his love. He tells us in 1 Corinthians, but let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. He says, we will not all die. We're not all going to die. But we will be transformed. We do serve a God who wants to change us. We're not going to stay the same. We are going to be changed. We're going to be transformed. He's in the business of changing your life. And it will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when that trumpet sounds, those who are dead will be raised to life forever. And he and we who are living will be transformed. God's always had a plan to change you from day one. He's always planned on changing you. How much are you going to let him change you now? Are you going to wait? Are you going to wait for his return before you can be transformed? Or are you going to let God transform you today? Because his spirit's in this room today. His love is in this room today. We felt it already. And he wants to change each and every one of us by love for the best. So that blessings can pour out in our life. Stand with me today. Who's God talking to today? I don't need to know what you need changed in your life. You, you don't want to know what I need changed in my life. We all got things that we're dealing with. We're not the rich man. We're not perfect. God hasn't come back yet. Corinthians hasn't happened yet. He hasn't returned. He hasn't transformed us yet. So right now, he's still in the work, but he's using that still, small voice. He's not rough. He's not, he's not overbearing. He's not going to come alongside you and yank you on the other side of the road. He's going to deal gently with you, with love. He's going to whisper in your ear, Dan, that's not okay. We got to fix that. We got to get this right. Because I want the blessings in your life as much as you do. I want the good for your life more than you do. I love you more than you understand. That's why I'm whispering in your ear. That's why I'm touching your heart right now. That's why I'm trying to get some things better right now. Because one day, you're going to be transformed. One day, I'm going to take you to heaven. You're going to live with me. This is going to be perfect. There ain't going to be no more problems. I can't wait for that day to come. There ain't going to be an enemy who's trying to steal, kill, and destroy you. One day, but right now, right now we're still living in this world. Right now there's still a thief out there and he's got a plan. He's got a good plan to destroy everything that God's planned for your life. But there's also still a God 
there's still a God who's in the business of making your life more abundant. He's whispering right now in your heart. He's telling you right now how to make your life better. Let's take a minute. Let's let his work be complete here. Don't leave here like the way you came. Let his spirit transform your mind today through love to receive the blessings that he's already planned for your life. We have elders up here every week laying hands on people, touching them, allowing the Holy Spirit to transform their life. And we see it every week. They come back and they're like, wow, everything's better. Everything just got better. Because they had an encounter with God who loves them. That same God is here today. That same God is calling you today. I want to make your life better. I want to change it for the better. I'm sick of the enemy stealing from you too. I'm sick of him trying to kill you too. Well, Pastor already gave us the keys a while back. Faith and obedience allows him to change us with his love. So we're going to call you up here. I'm going to call you up here. I'm going to do my pastoral duty and say, please come today. Come, come get prayed for. Are you going to listen? Are you going to believe? Are you going to be obedient? Because God wants to bless your life. Don't leave here without that blessing. Don't leave here and let the enemy steal from you all week. Come forward. Let him touch your mind. Let him transform your life today. In Jesus' name. Come for wherever you're at today. We'll have ministers up here. We'll pray for you. We'll anoint you with oil. We'll put our faith with your faith. Because we know a God who wants better for you. We know the word of God tells you, uh, promises you, that he will make your life better. All it takes is a little bit of obedience on our behalf. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let your Holy Spirit sweep through this place, Lord. Touch every mind under my voice, God, that nobody leaves here the same. That your Holy Spirit will transform us right now, God, to be what you called us to be, God. Not my will, God, but your will be done in my life. That everything I am be found in you, God. Because in you is life more abundant. In him is where we find our answers. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come forward today. Let God dump his love into your life. Let his life change everything about you.